Hi, this is Jill Jarris. From September 2017 through April 2020, this podcast was known as Olympic Fever. We've since changed its name to keep the flame alive, but we're committed to keeping our back catalog available to you. So please keep the name change and this disclaimer in mind as you listen to it. Olympic is a trademark of the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee, or USOPC. Any use of Olympic in the Olympic Fever podcast is strictly for informational and commentary purposes. The Olympic Fever podcast is not an official podcast of the USOPC. The Olympic Fever podcast is not a sponsor of the USOPC, nor is Olympic Fever associated with or endorsed by the USOPC in any way. The content of Olympic Fever podcast does not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the USOPC, and the USOPC in no way warrants that content featured in Olympic Fever is accurate. Thanks for listening, and now on to the show. Oh my god, I'm in Lake Placid. Mesdames et messieurs, the greatest festival of our contemporary society the Olympic Games is about to begin. This is going to be close. Oh! You can do it. You can do it. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. But that is an Olympic champion. Ready? Welcome to Olympic Fever, the podcast for Olympic fans. I'm your host, Jill Jarris, and I am joined in the room with me, if you don't know, my lovely co-host, Allison Brown and I. Hello! Record separately, but today we're in the same room because we are live on location in Lake Placid, New York! It is so so exciting, and it is so cold. You think it's cold? It's not. But this is just the beginning. I know, but... There was snow on the mountain. I could see my breath. There was ice on the steps. It's cold. And it's just the end of September. It's just the end of September, get, you know, beginning of October. And it's... But that means there's like an Olympic chill in the air. That's true. It... this is the home of the 1932 and 1980 Olympic Games. Yes. So I definitely got the feeling of what it would have been like. And it would have been cold. Would have been, and, and likely not very snowy because Lake Placid 1980 was also the first to use artificial snow. Yes, and if we hadn't talked about that earlier, you totally would have tried to square me on that for the <laughs> trivia, but we, talk, but we, we discussed that earlier. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the problem of being in the same room. We can't yeah, hide. The tri- no. I have to hide my trivia question oh, for later. Look. I'm wearing my glasses, so I can't really see very well. <laughs> but it's been a really exciting weekend for us we've gotten to go to the olympic training center yes and we've talked to a bunch of bobsledders whom we will feature in future episodes and they were lovely lovely people go team bobsled yes oh we're so excited to meet them we got to party at the top of the 120 meter ski jump did Uh thankfully we did not party too hard no and no one fell or tried to jump or tried to jump oh my god that would have been funny <laughs> if someone had tried to get there i can do it come on let me try <laughs> you know that would have been so where are we jill we are at 
the Olympic Ski Jumping Complex. Um, we're going to head up the 120 meter tower to a little soiree at the observation deck. And, and that's pretty high up. It is high. It is high up. It's, it's a little high up. <laughs> it's what I call ski jump crazy. Oh my god. And I like how there's like the, the little kid size jump, which is only right. what? Nine, how, 90, only, 90, only, only 90, 90 feet. Or 90 meters. 90, yeah. And then the 120. And it's pretty impressive. I have to say, when we, were, when we saw it from the bottom road, when uh-huh. you come around yes. and you see it, it's, it's, I will never look at ski jump the same way. Oh no. You, yeah, wait till you look down. Oh my god, this is really big. Yeah, it's got this huge track. Um, it's oh. almost a freestanding thing. Oh, and there's a podium for when they did the oh. oh, can I go stand on the podium? Yes, you can stand <gasps> on the podium. Oh. It's not like the Stanley Cup where you can't touch it until you win. I'll never win. Oh, it's the podium. Oh, this thing. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm on the podium. Oh, yay me. But we were there as guests of the Olympian Pin Collectors Club. And that is really the main reason why we're here is because this weekend was their annual convention. And we've been talking with them uh today and yesterday and we'll talk with them again tomorrow and that'll be another future episode yes exactly or future episodes because <laughs> they are so lovely and so generous with stories and, and such good stories yes so fascinating and um pin collecting is just a fascinating hobby and it's a really cool way to explore the olympics and have an olympic experience yes and um we've Really, it's been a really great weekend. And so today we're going to talk about what's here at Lake Placid and just some of the things we've seen and walking around the town and thought of what it would be like in 1980. So you had been here before. Right. As an adult. Yes. So this past January, I took my husband on a surprise birthday trip and a slight aside, a surprise birthday trip, he guessed in three guesses being... We're not driving on I-95. You don't need a passport. You don't need to fly. Well, I guess four guesses. And there would be activities. And he got, and he, he got Lake Placid off of that. He knows you very well yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good marriage. <laughs> so we came here and we did the Olympic experience. They've got an Olympic passport that gets you into a lot of venues and gives you um, some discounts on experiences. So we went cross-country skiing and had a lesson and got to shoot rifles on the biathlon range. We went down the bobsled run. We went up the ski jump. We went up the gondola at Whiteface where the alpine skiing was. Went to the museum, saw the hockey rinks, and I think that was And you skated on the oval. And we skated on the speed skating oval. That's right, because my husband is a legend of the oval, which makes sense because they've got this huge... It's not a poster. It's a big sign, huge sign with uh, several legends of Lake Placid Speed Skating Oval. I understand that we're going to have meetings to put my husband on that because he did manage to get around the the track at least four times without falling. That's without falling. So we, you know, given that it is it is cold, but it is not that cold. We did not there. There's no ice on the oval. No, but that's the. It's you know I gotta say, I've never seen an oval. 
Is it the same size yeah. as it is now? Yeah. Okay. Because on TV, it looks bigger. It does look bigger on TV. It does. But that should be about, that should be the same. That is amazing. Oh my God, that's Eric Hyden's oval. I didn't even discuss going on the bobsled. <laughs> that was not going to happen. We did not go up the gondola. No. I'm not even sure that the gondola... It, no, it should be running it because should be running? at the top okay. of the mountain are picnic tables. Oh, that's it's lovely. It's lovely and it would be a... It's a fabulous view. Okay. Um, so that that's a really fun experience. The bobsled, if you think about doing it ever or, you know, you get kidnapped and someone says they're going to take you on a bobsled, you will have a fantastic time. Now, I have not been up to Lake Placid since I was very small. Right, before 1980. Before 1980. I think it was 78. It may have been 77, but that era. And I only have very little girl right. memories. Right, so what was it like for you coming back to a place and seeing it again and then compounding that with the Olympic stuff? Right. I mean, I had a moment earlier today where I recognized the hotel where we stayed at when I was little, so that was a little odd. But I really don't remember much mm -hmm. about the trip other than like little kid family memories. Like oh, that right. trip was the first trip I had jeans. Oh. That was my first pair of jeans was bought for that trip. So I have those kind of memories. But as an adult, seeing the Lake Placid things, because Lake Placid is really the first games I remember. That's the first games I was excited about and watched. I watched 76, but all I remember of 76 is Nadia. Mm -hmm. But 80, I remember. So I geeked out, made a fool of myself, kind of flipped out a couple of times while we were here. It's cool. really cool. It is cool and it is impressive. And it's, you know, oh my God, I'm in Lake Placid because I have never seen a ski jump before. Okay, what are these costumes? Oh, it's Linda Fratiani's dress. Is that the 80 medal? Oh. It's so pretty. I mean, I, I would encourage that anyway, because it's fun. And, and Lake Placid's interesting because even though the games were a lot smaller then, I mean, we're talking about, like, today, we, uh, we talked about last week how Agenda 2020 wants to limit how many participants they have because then the games right. get too out of control. And the limit for the winter games is going to be like 2,500 or so. Right. And the 1980 games we found had 1,072 right. competing athletes. So right. it was half the athletes, the number of countries there was 37. And we said at Sochi there was 88. Yeah. So just the number of delegations was much, much smaller. We saw pictures of the opening ceremonies and it was like a high school pep rally. It was so small looking. Right. Just when they show the picture of the athletes, I was thinking to myself, have all the countries come in? Right. It was this midway through the... No, that's everybody. everybody. And then later we saw the sign of how many sports right. were in. And, and never mind 32. I mean, 32, you expect. There were four sports, I think, in 32, right? right. We said speed skating. Alpine. No, there was no, no alpine. It was cross country. Oh, that's right bobsled and figure skating and that was it and then 
80, there was not that many. I not mean, there was many more. more. But, and then, of course, there was so few that allowed women. Right. So you had, uh, we found out, 840 men as opposed to 232 women. Right. And so there were so many more sports. Hockey, hockey. There was no women's hockey. Don't even think about women ski jumping or bobsledding or any of that. It's just kind of interesting how the games have changed and evolved. And, of course, a town like Lake Placid couldn't. I don't think they could ever host. And they had horrible problems in 1980 with right. traffic because you're talking about two-lane highways here. Two-lane roads. Yeah, two-lane roads. You I wouldn't call, call them a highway. Yeah, that's, highway that's is, nice. is generous. And they're mountain roads, and there's no shoulder. And in town, there's narrow sidewalks. I mean, we were walking to a cross, and if someone's coming the other way, we'd have to walk in, in front and behind right. of each other. So that's fine on a lovely Saturday like today. But during a games, it must have been crazy. Even that games, which had so many fewer people, so many fewer events, so many fewer venues. But there just must have been people and buses. I mean, town is a one-lane town. Right. And you know, there was one road in town, and, and we walked it. Right. You know, it's like four blocks. And, and that's, that's most town. Of it. Yeah. So and it's I mean as a as a tourist coming here it is fantastic. Lovely. It's this is such a nice place to visit. Such a great place to visit. And because it's small and because it's compact and because the venue is close to each other and you can see the ski jump. That makes it a fantastic place as a fan to come and visit. Right. But when I think back to what it must have been like in 80, I, I don't know how people got around right and enjoyed it and enjoyed themselves right yeah. I mean, because the ice skating the speed skating oval and the arena for hockey and figure skating were right next to next to each other right. and they even the uh, speed skating oval is outside it's one of the the last but not the last outdoor speed skating venue and there's a little tunnel that goes into the arena so that the the skaters could have a locker room and then they come out right. to so, skate. So the speed skaters, the hockey players, the figure skaters, all they, not they didn't physically share the same locker rooms, but the locker rooms were all on the same right. level and connected. Right. So if you were going to those sports and you happened to be in town, you were in like Flint and then the Athletes Village is a little isolated. You, did we, we didn't. Oh well, now it's a prison. Yeah, it's a prison now. So we didn't even drive over that way. No, I don't even know where it would be. No, but they. What we found out while we were here is they had purposely put it away from the village because of the terrorist attack at Munich in '72, where everything was all on top of each other. So when right. they when there was the terrorist attack in the village, the whole Olympics. Right, was, was affected, because right. it really is right there. So they were trying to keep the athletes and the, the attendees safe by doing that, but I think it probably was a nightmare to get back right, and Right, because if you were an athlete, you you just probably couldn't, and you had to get to one destination or the other, you'd have a hard time getting there. Right. The ski jumping, you can see the ski jump from town, mm -hmm. but you can't get there. No, without you'd have driving. to get a car. Yeah. Right. It was a couple miles on one of these country highways, and it's across the street from where the opening ceremony right. was. So those two spots are were, next, to each, are next to each other. We didn't go up. To, I didn't go up. You went last year up to Whiteface, right. where the Alpine, right. where it was. 
Which is the other direction from town. The opposite from where the ski jumping is. Right. Yeah. So then that's another 10 minutes or so outside of town on a winding country road. The only road that goes there, right. pretty much. And so that's kind, of, that's kind of isolated. So I guess if you were in alpine skiing and could stay around here, but you probably felt like you had to stay in the village. I'm not sure that there were too many defectors from the village at that time. You know, right. like in 96 when, oh, I want to stay, the gymnastics team separated themselves right. and dream team wouldn't stay. You know? Right, right. And you, but as a tourist coming now... It's not far away at all. No, it's and it's very, lovely. very close. And it's a lovely drive, and there's a few leaves changing. So I don't want to make it sound like coming here is a bad... Coming here is a really good idea. It is, because... I mean, not just because everything's kind of compact and easy to get to, and you can quick go see something or be like, oh, I forgot to see this at this venue, and oh, it's not that far away. It's only 10 minutes or whatever, versus, oh, you went to the other side of town, or you have to go to a totally different region to get there. But there's so much still in use because of the Olympic Training Center, and hockey is huge up here, so a lot of people come and use the hockey venue, and there's a big figure skating club, and they have a lot of events. And it's just really cool to see things in use. Yes. Still. You know, when we were talking last time about the host cities and the white elephant right. stadiums, there is no white elephant no. in Lake Placid. No. The Olympic Training Center is here. So the bobsled runs get used. The ski mountains still get used. The stadium is still... No, no. Stadium, well, the, the center. Sta- yeah. Let's call it a center. The center still get used. Even the skating oval in the right. winter is sort of the town skating rink. Right. It's right outside the high school, which is, and right across the street from the town hall. Right. Which is amazing. Which I, is amazing. And I, we were looking at some of the pictures and some of the film from Eric Hyden's last race. So everyone's looking for him to, to win. So for the young, the young ones, Eric Hyden was the star of the 1980 Olympics. He was the American speed skater. He broke all the Olympic records in all his five races, I think set at least one world record and won five gold medals. And I think, I'm going to be careful when I say this, he has the most gold medals from a Winter Games for a single athlete in a single Games. Maybe. I'm going to go with yes. Maybe. I, I know at least he, at the time, he had won more individual gold medals than anyone. Well, than any winter. No, but anyone because really individual events because oh. Mark Spitz had more gold medals, but a but bunch he of had his relays. relays. Yes. Okay. okay. So I mean, this was just an unbelievable feat. He actually hit for his last race. Right. So to the he last, he had race. had the day the day off before, so he went to see the Miracle on Ice game where mm-hmm. the U.S. beat the Soviet Union, and got all wrapped up in that. Overslept, grabbed some bread for breakfast the next day. And ran to his races basically, and and won, and, and set won. a world and set world record. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if it was world. It was. They okay. were all Olympic records. Okay. I think one of the races was a world record, but okay. I'm not sure which. I mean, he right. he was amazing. So in the last race, we were watching the video on YouTube, and there are people because it's an outdoor rink and it's right on the main drag of town and it's right in front of the high school and across the street. I don't know if that was a restaurant or a, a hotel but a hotel. it's like there are people hanging out Swiss of wish chalet type right they're building. hanging out the windows to watch 
him race. Right. It's like, it's, it's kind of, you get the feeling that it was kind of like a marathon. You know how people just line the streets of a marathon? Yeah. I mean, you could probably have done that and watched this the speed skating right it was outside and, and, and accessible certainly seeing the athletes because the ta- i mean the town is small there's not m- many places to just no, even many streets right. to walk on right again which makes it perfect as a tourist and right people are so nice here i wonder if they, i mean they had to be that nice then oh they had to be they had to be they may have been annoyed yeah, yeah, I mean, we saw in the, uh, there's a little Olympic museum here, which is actually quite nice for... I, I loved, loved it. Yes. I, okay, let's be honest. <laughs> I geeked out and probably made a complete fool of myself. And thankfully, there was, you know, not too many people there. And I was just... But I'm sorry if I embarrassed you. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> looks like... Um, Legos? Fiberglass, almost. Yeah. I don't know, it just looks otherworldly. I think it looks cheap. I think it looks like, oh, we couldn't afford anything better, so we made this cheap thick cauldron there. Now I've insulted the Italians. We're all good. (laughs) (laughs) But Sochi, I really don't like. I really don't like how they get. Yeah. It does. It looks like they're going to come over to you and go, hey, yeah, and just cut your head off or something. Vancouver also look. It's it looks like it's plant, it, it it's looks fried. Tried to be true to heritage of the area. Area. Or, what are they? Or, is Vancouver the capital, Canadian capital of plastic knives or something? It, that's what it looks like. It looks like a cafeteria knife. It does. Look, oh my god. It's a white. It's a cafeteria yeah. knife. It's a it's a spork. The spork of torches. It's the spork of torches. But they did have uh, the uniform that the volunteers wore, and they had a little sign explaining what it was, but the locals would call them clones because they just, all these people all descended on the city in the same outfit. Yes. And I think you're being generous calling it a city. (laughs) It is a town. It is a town. It's a town. Call a village, a hamlet. I believe it technically is a village and in new york state all those things actually mean something mean something okay. you know you, so be careful when you call something a, a city, city in new york okay. yeah so that's a little i mean i it's just it was so so great to right. see and, the spots right and it's just kind of everywhere on the parking meter in the parking lot that we paid for all the parking meters have a little like welcome to lake placid olympic city logo thing and it's just really cool to see the the olympics being a pervasive element of this town and part of the fabric of its being without like totally whomping you on the head or being super kitschy there was no kitsch there was no i never felt like they were trying to sell me on this cartoon version of an olympic town yeah it just i didn't feel like i was in disney olympicville no, I just you felt don't. yeah. I felt like I was in a nice upstate New York town who happened to have held the Olympics twice. Yeah. You know, on the Olympic Center, it's just a big brick building to a certain right. extent. It doesn't, you know, now the the venues all look super flashy and you know the bird's nest and they all have these Oh yeah, architectural Architectural. Wonders. This is just it's you, a brick building. It's a brick building, totally utilitarian, nice looking for Yeah. And then there are the Olympic rings on the outside of the building. Yeah, and you just kind of look and it's, up. 
oh my goodness, there's Olympic ranks. And then we were walking down the street and there was all the pictograms. Yeah, on a hotel. On a, on a hotel. Yeah. But they're allowed to do that. And it was so great that it's just still part of the town. Yeah. But that the mm -hmm. oval is right outside the high school. I totally want to talk to those high school kids and because they don't, they obviously don't remember. Right. They probably even have, some of them probably even have parents that don't right. really remember because yeah. you don't remember. 80, I don't really remember. And you're 80. not that much younger no. than I am. And I have a high schooler, but I'm on the right sort of the end of that. So easily people who are five years, even 10 years younger than I am, have a high school no, kid. Yeah. So they don't remember it. Right. And how they feel about this is the identity of their town. Yeah, that would be interesting because I would yeah. think like if I went to high school here, I'd just be staring out the window all the time going, 1980 Olympics, oh my God. <laughs> but maybe you just get used to it. Right. And be like, oh yeah, well yeah, we hit the Olympics, no big deal. Yeah. Although it is a big deal. Although it is a big deal. So now I've been to Montreal. I have been to Montreal. You as have well. been to Montreal. Also a lovely Olympic village to visit. Complex. Area. Complex. Yes. Yeah, that's a better that's a better word. Really nice. Great tour yes. that they do. You can swim in the pool. You can well, sometimes you can swim in the pool. Right. We couldn't because well, I, I don't I didn't have time. I couldn't because at the yeah. time it wasn't yeah. open, but I went many yeah. years ago. But you've been to other Yes, You've visited. I've been to um, Berlin, and that's kind of a, you know, it's a big stadium, and the village is right there, and I, I'm trying, I have to go look at my pictures, because, <laughs> and it's not that long ago that I was there either, which is sad, but what they had was still kind of right there. I've been to Barcelona, and, and most of that stuff was up on a hill, and in a very Olympic Park complex kind of thing. But I was there in 1999, and they were going through some hard times, so, like, right. the pool wasn't open. But then that wasn't unique because there was fountains in town that weren't filled and things like that. But that was a big... Everything was kind of up on this hill, and you were isolated. This is fabric of right part of the town. So, yeah, I would definitely say... Any Olympic fan within driving distance. Oh, you've got to come here. You've got to come. And yeah, the people they... will take care of you. Yes. And they will give you directions and they will say hi to you in the street. And the cars stop for the crosswalks. It's lovely. It's lovely. It's lovely here. Except and if it's... you like skiing, I'm sure that's fine. The cross country was great. You can get a lesson. We had the best instructor for us. He was so laid back and so cool. We had, it was a beautiful sunny, crisp winter day. It was just perfect. We could have done with more shooting on the biathlon range. But the guy was really cool. We're like, oh, can we go up and look at the target? He's <laughs> like, yeah, you can do that. Go ahead. <laughs> That's the other thing that, that I'm, I'm such a city kid sometimes. We just walked into the Olympic Center. Yeah, that's what, what threw me, too. It's just like, oh, yeah, walk right in. And There's no, no... Checking of tickets, no... You don't pay to go into the Olympic Center. You have to no. pay to go into the museum, right. but it was very right. inexpensive. And if you want to tour, like, of course you have to pay to go to the gondola up at Whiteface. Right. You would have to pay to, to pay for most of it. But, like, we kind of wandered into the... You can wander in and look at the mountain from the ground and not have to pay anything. Right. And the passport is not No, it expensive. was like 75 bucks or and something. That's right. Every, and that included yeah. the bobsled, right? The bobsled. No, the bobsled no, is separate. separate. But okay. you got a discount. 
Okay. And the bobsled experience, you get the experience, you get a picture, you get a t-shirt and a pin. I mean, it was worth it. That right. was totally worth it. I'm um, not getting in the bobsled. <laughs> Sorry, I am not getting in the bobsled. But the ski jumping complex, you'd have to pay to get into. But okay. you get to go up to the, the 120 meters right. and look down. And it's cool right now because they've got the summer stuff in place. So they've yeah. got, and they'll be jumping. I think they're jumping next weekend. But it'll be oh the training yeah they're gonna do some training and they're gonna they're gonna jump down whatever plastic stuff they put down oh yeah they should that was in the yeah. museum yeah, they showed the, like, the plastic green, yeah this plastic track and then this green it looks fringe, like a grass, fringe yeah it looks like a, a hula skirt yeah yeah that's the best way to describe it yeah. that they land on so that's cool and you can see the aerials in the pool yeah we saw the pool we drove by cool. the pool. But yeah, there's just so much you can just walk into and access. And yeah, you would have to pay if you wanted to rent skates. I think you had to pay, and you probably had to pay to use the rink when. But still, it's, here, it's but all it's, cheap. Yeah, I mean, it's I was cheap, ex- and it's there, and it's just like it's, you can touch it. Yeah, it, it it was amazing. So. And you can go into the rink for the where the miracle on ice happened. Happened. And just watch. And we watched like little kids were playing hockey. Yeah, there was a real peewee hockey game. Those kids were good. Yeah. That was kind of humility. Impressive. Impressive and embarrassing because I know if, I mean, I can ice skate. I can ice skate. I don't know. Have you ever wore hockey skates? I wore hockey skates once and that was not good because I needed to, (laughs) I, I, because I learned. You want your three edges, right? I want my toe pick. Oh, okay. And that's because that's how I learned. Right. You know, it's very hard to switch skates. So I've never been hockey skates and these kids were, what did we think? They were 10. Or Something so, yeah. yeah. Oh, they were good. They, they could were, skate. They, they could good skate. The goalie was making stuff. He was making kick saves, yeah. and I'm like, man, these yeah. guys are st-. so that. And the whole day we were there, parents and kids were coming in. So clearly, this rink gets used a gets lot. Gets used a lot. This is not a quiet, and that's dormant, really nice. Yeah, I think that's the best part of being an Olympic host city. That when you see that, when you see that. Olympic spirit and the spirit of the sport, just being part of the community and continuing on. That was really nice. So now it's time for trivia. Okay, so now I get to say, it wasn't my trivia question that was wrong. I made a side comment that 32 was the only cycle that one country hosted both the summer and the winter. Right, which would have been L.A. and Lake Placid. I was wrong. Uh, there were two other times, 24. I should have Oh, this. Chamonix and France and, yes. and Paris. And, and 36. With Berlin and, and Garmisch Partenkirchen. Yeah, so I was making my correction. Now you so, can... All right. Go ahead. So this is a um, question about bobsledding because that was one of the other reasons why we're here. And there is one games... that did not have a bobsled. So one games did not have... One winter games. We're going to put it like that. One winter games... So after 24. Yeah. One winter games did not have a bobsled as part of its Olympic program. Which games was that? Well, it's none of the Olympic games that I remember. Okay. So I'm going to go behind that. 
uh, is there was there a particular reason it didn't have yes. a bobsled? Oh, was it a geographic reason? Mm, maybe. Maybe. Oh, was it seven? No, not seventy-two. Was it? Uh, this is a hard question. It is a hard question. Can, can I get another clue? Can I get a lifeline? Um, you can get a lifeline. Last week you asked me about host cities. Okay. And you were impressed that I got one of them. One that oh, Squaw Valley? Squaw Valley. Ding, oh. ding, 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 ding. That was a good clue. Um, it, I would never have guessed yes, Squaw Valley. Um, it was not included because the organizing committee refused to build the run <gasps> because only nine nations said they were going to take part. So they said, no way, Jose. So that's interesting. That's a controversy, of course, because yeah. they refused to build it. Huh. So the IOC was still saying it's an official sport. Right. And but yeah, the, so the, that would be a that would be a good controversy to do the history, you know, look into the history yeah, of that. Because, because you know, we've talked about doing an episode on how sports come in and go out. Right. As official sports. But what happens if the country just says, Nah Yeah, not doing it this time. Don't feel like it. So and maybe that's why you have now they're going to like event based rather right. than sports Sport because based. then you can pull sports out if you don't want them. Right. Which is going to be an interesting move with Agenda 2020. But, I mean, yeah. this is another, like, little item on the list for the IOC not to like the U.S. You know, and the, how, yeah. the tenuous relationship between the country that gives you the most money from their broadcasting rights right. also makes you angry in certain ways. Yes. So, very Okay, so I, I double-checked this fact, okay. and I had to change the wording a little bit so that it would be okay. correct. So since 1972, Great Britain has won three gold medals in figure skating, one of which was here in Lake Placid in 1980 for Robin Cousins in the men's event. Yeah, that was the one you knew, right? Okay. <laughs> so can you name the two other Team GB? Oh, my gosh. The answer would be no. But um, <laughs> you, There's one wait, of them so... that you know, if you think for just a second. Wait, so we're going back to every... So, so from 72 forward. From 72 forward. Oh, well, Torval and Dean. Yes. Pitch for Dean. Yes. Um, for ice dancing for, in 84. Yes, 84, Sarajevo. Um, so that's one. Robin Cousins is two. Robin Cousins one is two. More. And I will even give you a hint and say it is before Robin Cousins. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you you. I probably don't even know this. Then. Oh yes. So you're talking about Innsbruck, or you're talking about Innsbruck? I'm talking about Innsbruck. So seventy six. Oh gosh, no, I. John Curry. Don't so even... Team wow. GB won two men's back to back. Back to back. Wow. See the reason Powerhouse. I I know the reason I had to change the wording was it turned out that there were two British. I was going to say just gold medals in figure mm -hmm. skating and not have a time. But it turns out there were two British women very early, like 24, 28. Mm -hmm. And of course, you're not right. going to, I could have given yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who won. So they haven't won a, a gold medal in figure skating wow. since 84. Come on, Team GB. I know. And I, I think Torval and Dean is the only, see, now I'm going to make a comment and I'm probably going to say something wrong again that I'm going to have to correct. <laughs> right, but I'll say, <laughs> I think the only figure skating medals that they've won have been from Torval and Dean. So Torval and Dean won in 84, the right, gold. the gold. And then they won the bronze in... 88? 
No, 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 no. Before that? No. I think oh. it was 94 when all the professionals oh, came. Remember when right. when uh, uh, Katarina Witt came back yeah, yeah. and Gordieva and Grinkoff came mm-hmm. You know, all the professionals came back. Yeah. So they won the bronze that year. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's that's it for Team GB on, the, on ice skating. And you would think British would be good skaters. Like, I would think that would be... Something that they would take the pride in. Something that they would. I don't know. That's because the, they're beautiful dancers. I mean, they right. have a long history of ballet. Right. So I would think. Anyway, uh, ending on a sad note, unfortunately, the figure skating world lost one of its legends on September 29th. Ludmila Protopopov. Yes. Um, Soviet skater. And she and her husband were Paris figure skaters. She passed away from cancer at age 81. Uh, she and her husband. She and Oleg won in 64 and 68 and right. continued to skate. Like into their 70s. It was amazing to read what they've contributed to the sport. They invented the death spiral. They did. And it's, you know, it's beautiful to go back and watch those programs. We spent some time on YouTube watching just how elegant and graceful they were and how Gorgeous. clean they were and how far over she could go on her edges yeah. and just look so beautiful. And uh, the way that figure skating has evolved today, there's a lot more jumping and a lot more power moves and right. it, and not necessarily losing the grace, but it's different. It's a different emphasis. Yeah. And, and these two are the epitome of grace they, in Paris figure skating. They were so innovative and so beautiful to watch and today when we were going through youtube we found footage of the 68 performance and i just kept screaming do you do you not hear anything do you hear because it uh, when you skate if you hear the scratching it's because you're not properly on the edge because the right we'll go into that when we do a figure skating show and if you're perfectly on an edge it's silent and their performance was silent they were both and so perfectly in 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 sync sync, yeah on their it if you love edging and spins and lines go to youtube and find some protopopoff routines because they're breathtaking breath yeah it it, it's really beautiful and they were part-time residents here in lake placid yes so we heard some very nice stories that they even up until a few but, years ago, yeah, they were skating. were skating and coming and performing and, and, and arguing yeah. on the ice, which I just loved. You know, Oleg would yell at Lynn Miller would say, no, Oleg, and just, you know, just, they they adored each other from what yeah. I, the, and from adored, the story. And adored and ice adored, skating. Or and adored the sport. And adored like Placid, obviously, right. since they kept coming back. And on that sad note, but... Um, Joyful Olympic yeah, note. Exactly. Yeah. We Clearly, will. they love the Olympics. <laughs> we will wrap up our time here in Lake Placid, but it's not the last you'll hear about our trip because we've got lots of fodder for lots of episodes. So we're so excited to bring those to you. And thank you so much, Lake Placid. I love New York. Stay in touch. Email us at olymfever at gmail.com. That's O-L-Y-M fever at gmail. You can also leave us a voicemail at 530-763-3837. That's 530-70-FEVER. We're on Twitter at Fever, and you can join in the conversation at our Facebook group, Olympic Fever Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep the flame alive.